Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Friday, February the 16th. And welcome to our to our commentary. Uh, just a quick uh, reaction. I just saw this uh, a few minutes ago. That Nikki Haley, uh, former Ambassador Nikki Haley, is uh, doing a little campaigning here in Texas today, actually, more specifically in the Dallas area. Um, you know, I don't know how many people are turning out, but I continue to say that I think Nikki Haley is really hurting herself by staying on this race. Uh, if her point of view, I mean, I guess she's, she can do whatever she wants, but if she's trying to position herself as someone that the party would go to in the event, let's say, that something were to happen to Trump between now and July or whatever, or there was some legal case, uh, what, whatever the reason, if her position is, you know, I want to stay close to the to the party so that I can become the nominee or maybe the VP, if that's her plan, I think she's actually hurting herself by doing what she's doing because she's irritating a lot of people by running around and 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 basically, in some cases, uh, carrying the water for the Democrats. So, you know, if I had a chance to see Nikki Haley in Texas, I would say, Madam Ambassador, just shut it down and spend the next three months giving speeches about what a disaster the Biden presidency has been. And, uh, you know, if it if it's meant to be, uh, they will call you at the convention and say, come on, Nikki, we need a nominee or we, we need a VP. But what she is doing right now, I don't think is helping, uh, helping her one bit. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, maybe she'll listen to my advice. I don't know. I don't know her personally, but really, uh, she would be a lot better off doing what DeSantis did. You know, it's interesting because DeSantis has actually gone back to being governor and he's a very good governor. And I think that, you know, that's what people are thinking of him like today. Hey, he's a good governor. And that's what Nikki Haley ought to do. She ought to go back to just being a good Republican and stay out of the way for the for the time being. Well, there was also a story that broke here in the last hour about this case in New York uh, where the judge has ruled against uh, former President Trump. Look, this is a travesty. And I hope that there's an appeal process somewhere that they can follow. This is really targeting a man uh, any way they can. And I think it's horrible for justice. And I just hope the Democrats don't want to get into this game, you know, where you target people in districts where you can win these cases. I hope they don't think, because that's a two double-edged sword, as they like to say. And and I I just hope that this thing can be appealed and, and overruled. I mean, this is uh, such a ridiculous case, saying that Trump committed fraud when he did the same thing that any other real estate tycoon does. They, they go to the loan and they say, my property's are worth this. And then the bank says, well, thank you for the application. We don't think so. We think they're worth this. And here's the loan. Trump repaid it completely, the loan. Repaid it completely. So where's the fraud? Who got defrauded here? Nobody did. And that's the problem with these cases that you're seeing against Trump. It kind of takes me down to Georgia, where you now have this lady, Fannie Willis, um, you know, she's under the microscope, I guess, because she's the district attorney who is uh, overseeing the Trump investigation, the Georgia investigation. And all of this stuff came out that she had a relationship with uh, this fellow, Nathan Wade, who I guess was working for her. And he is, or he was working or is working on the Trump case himself. 
And the the whole thing, I guess, uh, in the last couple of days, the whole country has been watching these, you know, this thing on TV where they're asking her about him and asking him about her. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff going back and forth. There's a lot of stuff going back and forth about cash payments and what were you doing here? What were you doing there? All of that will be sorted out, I think, by the courts or by the the Georgia ethics or whatever. But the one thing, the one thing that I think was so irresponsible, and she has to be punished for this. I don't see how she gets around this. And that is having a relationship with a subordinate. That is something you do not do, particularly in a position like that. Now, whether they had a conflict of interest, a lot of that is very technical. And frankly, I'm not prepared uh, to answer that question. But the one thing I do know, it's, it's a very bad idea for a district attorney to be having a relationship with a subordinate. That is something that is not allowed, something that should not be allowed. And it really, really, uh, it's it's hard to believe that they thought they would get away with this. You know, I, I wrote a post over at the American Thinker. You can read it uh, over at the American Thinker. And I asked the question, I said, I don't know about all the legal maneuvers here. I don't know about all the legal proceedings. I don't know whether there were any technical violations of the law. I mean, I'm not going to get into that because I'm not familiar with it. I'll wait for the report. But the one thing I can tell you is that what they were doing together, the relationship they had together, that is inappropriate and completely out of bounds. And I asked the question in the post that I wrote, did the two of them, that is Miss Willis and Mr. Wade, did they ever look at each other when they were having dinner or lunch or whatever they were doing and kind of look at each other and say, you know, uh, Fanny, uh, I like being with you, but this is not a good idea for us to be uh, being together like this and traveling together and having whatever relationship they were having. Not a good idea for the district attorney and a ju- a, a, an attorney in her office to be having this relationship. So I think that's how they're going to get her. I think that's how they're going to get her. But I think the real problem, and you know, go, it kind of goes along with the Trump case in New York and now this case in Georgia, is that I think a lot of Americans are looking at all of this and they're saying, enough of this. Enough of this banana republic stuff. Okay, if you don't like Trump, fine. Don't vote for him. If you don't like him, okay, fine. Don't vote for him. But enough of this stuff where, you know, where we're using, you know, banana republic tactics to go after the people of the other party. I actually think, is, and I have a post uh, coming out about this Saturday morning, that I actually think that this is actually helping Trump. Because as I said before, a lot of Americans are looking at this and saying, you know what, I don't like Trump either. But don't destroy the country in order to destroy Trump. One of the things, and I can speak with some experience here, because as many of you know, I, I came to the United States when I was uh, when I was a kid. I came here with my parents from Cuba, and one of the things that has always characterized the United States is that our legal system uh, is very much based on the rule of law. That, and this is, by the way, this is one of the reasons why people invest in the United States. One of the reasons why people are willing to buy bonds and invest in the United States, because you know, as, as I had a a businessman said to me one time, uh, this is a, a Mexican businessman, said, said to me one time, you know, when I open a checking account in the United States or when I invest in the United States, I know that the contract is going to be honored, that you're not going to have Banana Republic stuff going after your 
political opponents or whatever. And that that's what has always characterized the United States. And I think a lot of Americans are seeing these banana republic tactics, whether it's going after Trump for fraud in New York when there was nobody was defrauded. And now this case in, in Georgia, you watch these people on TV and you ask yourself, how did these people even graduate from law school? I mean, it, it's ridiculous what we're seeing, how immature, how amateurish these people look. And of course, how partisan they look. And it's just, it's not helping our legal system. They think that they're hurting Trump, but in fact, they're helping Trump because they've made a victim out of Trump, something I never thought was possible, but they have, they have. And all I can tell you is I see these tactics and I'm really sick. I'm really sick of it. And and I really hope that this case in in Georgia crashes. I hope that the the case in New York is uh, beaten on appeal or, uh, overturned or whatever on appeal because we're we're crossing some lines here that are very dangerous for the country. We're you know we're really targeting people uh, in the legal system and that's not what the legal system is for. The legal system is to find if somebody's guilty, not to find the man and then go out and find them and come up with whatever to find them guilty. So it's a very very dangerous situation that the country's traveling through. And that's one of the reasons, frankly, I want to see the Republicans win the White House, because the one way to shut this down is to have an attorney general that shuts it down. We don't have that right now, of course, but that's uh, that's the importance of the next election. It's, it's a lot more than Trump, this next election. It's really the system that we are we're trying to save here, because these, you know, some of these Democrats have become so partisan. Uh, I think they're hurting themselves, as I said before. But they're hurting the country, which is also very, very important. Well, you heard about the shooting, of course, up in Kansas City. Now it, it turns out that they, they've accused um, a couple of so-called juveniles, I guess that means they're under 18, of doing the shooting. They're accused of shooting. And, of course, you know, yesterday and the day before we were hearing about gun control. Well, let me just remind you that we already have laws against minors having guns. So how do, they, how do these guys get these guns? I don't know. Maybe we should start by asking their parents, you know, about these kids and why they have guns. And maybe we should, you know, use the police in a more effective way of breaking up these gangs, because that's what it is. These kids are, you know, uh, participating gangs. And I was reading something that in Kansas City, uh, the, the Democrats who run the city have been very, uh, you know, sort of tolerant of some of the gang uh, rhetoric and so on. And maybe it's time to crack down. Maybe it's time to crack down. These kids, juveniles, could not buy these guns legally. That much we know. So there's only two ways that they can get them. One, their parents gave it to them, which is probably very unlikely, or they just found them in the streets from other gang members. So somebody sold them the gun. And that somebody is the one we should be going after to teach everybody a lesson that if your kids have your guns, you are responsible for it. But anyway, obviously, none of this is going to bring back the lady who was killed or the young people or the kids who were injured, many of them uh, still in the hospital. But, you know, don't talk to me about gun control. Talk to me about gang control. That's what we need. We need to control some of these criminal elements because that's what the problem, what the problem is. Have a great weekend, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas. And we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye, everybody.